Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to HIV Hope and Charity, a podcast series brought to you by TVPS, a charity that's been supporting people affected by HIV since 1985. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess and we work for TVPS. And our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. If you like the podcast, please rate, subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to HIV Hope and Charity. Good morning. Good morning. It's an early start today, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually. I don't know nice. what else to say to that. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a morning person, so I quite like it. Right. Are you ready then? So there's no yeah. chit chat when it's an early start. Oh, okay. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get straight into it. So we had we had a request from a listener. Um, you know, we always say, if you want us to cover a particular topic, then get in touch. Well, Ben brought something to our attention that is actually... I was going to say a current moment in history, but that, that doesn't even make sense, does it? <laughs> Would it be like a historic moment? In the future, yes. Yeah, so but we're just happening now. Okay, I'm with you. But we just, yeah, we could say it's historic because it will be historical. Yes, that makes more sense, doesn't it? This year, something very special is happening. The first LGBTQIA plus museum is opening in London. I can't believe we don't have one already. I'm not going to lie, I was actually really surprised when I saw the press and everything that said this was opening. Like you, I was quite surprised that it didn't have one already, but also ashamed that I wouldn't have known what that was. I just assumed we just have these things, these important yes. things. So the organisation behind it are called Queer Britain and their board members and their ops team. I mean, it's like LGBT royalty, all of the big names, including... One of my most favourite HIV activists, Lisa Power. Oh, I think she's amazing. Although I was thinking, is it a bit weird to have a favourite activist? I don't think so. I think that's brilliant. I think more more people should have their, a favourite activist rather than like a favourite actor. Well, she was the co-founder of Stonewall and she used to be the policy director at THT. That's how I know her. And she's just one of these people that she doesn't kind of mince a word. She just gets things done. I like people like that. 
Yeah, direct. Yeah, I think she is quite direct. So, uh, yes, I'm very pleased to see that she's on the board. And it's founded by someone called Joe Galliano. He used to work for Gay Times, very well known within the kind of sector as well. And the concept started to take shape in 2018. But I think the idea was probably conceived way before that. And if you think about it, mean, it's a huge undertaking, isn't it? Capturing all that history. I mean, that's a huge job, actually. To think that that's been done in the last, well, I was going to say two years, but it's definitely not 2020, is it? No, four years. Although if you take COVID out, yeah, probably two years. To get to this point is is amazing, I think. This year, they've moved into their own space in King's Cross, and it's soon going to be open to the public. We should go. Do we know when, when it will be open or... Uh, on the website, it just said it'd be open soon, although they've had events for quarters and kind of friends and family already. So I think they're just kind of trialing it. But I wonder if they'll cover HIV. I wonder how the whole thing will be, how it will be sectioned out, how they will go through the history, whether it will just be a timeline or will it be certain parts? Like you're saying, will there be an HIV section within it? Well, we'll have to attend and see for ourselves. I know. Yeah, we should. But do you know what? It got me thinking. Are there any HIV museums or any tributes to HIV? And of course there are, but not many. There's no museum in the UK for HIV. I know. We said it first before anyone tries to pinch that idea. What what are you are you committing us to make one? <laughs> that is a lot. Imagine the work involved in pulling together a whole music, curating it all. No. It would be amazing, absolutely amazing, but I'm not going to lie, I would have such anxiety the whole time that I had missed something or someone out because it's such a wide area that how do you how do you compile something like that without missing something small? I mean, it's a massive responsibility. I don't want the responsibility name. Maybe we can just be noted in tiny letters. So you just want to be, the you came up with the idea, noted, someone else can do it. I like yeah, someone else can do all the work. So, I mean, there have been exhibitions. There are collections of memorabilia artefacts. I don't know what you call it really in the UK, but there's no museum as such. But there is a museum in Fort Lauderdale called the World AIDS Museum. Really? In Florida? Yes, Look at my uh, American knowledge, redeeming myself there. Yes, yes, in Florida. Now, I don't know how big it is before you know we start putting a case together to our board for a field trip to Florida which I feel might be essential for our learning because they only accept bookings for guided tours you can't just you know rock up like you would do at a big museum but that might be because of covid but they've got some great exhibitions so their premise is to promote dialogue that eliminates HIV and AIDS stigma through education artistic expression and cultural programming I don't think we do enough to promote TVPS's artistic expression I'd have to agree now. I don't don't think we do anything, do we? (laughs) Do we even have artistic expression? I don't think we do. Art's subjective, isn't it? So we need to start doing it. We we do have some talented artists, don't we? Some of our service users are really creative. We should capitalise on that. Put them to work. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so this museum, they have some great programmes. So one at the moment is the Chronology of AIDS, which we could have done with when we were putting together our HIV Origins episode. Would have made life a lot easier. Uh, And they've also got one called Colours of HIV, using artwork to illustrate the journey of the pandemic. And they've covered all sorts of areas of HIV in the past. Um, And they also run a support group for positive people. They were, so it's like twofold. That's nice. I really like them. You like I everyone. Know. I know. But that's the endorsement they've probably been waiting for. You, you can use that little museum in Florida. 
Look how patronised that little museum. So I bet I've completely misjudged the situation. They're probably huge. I think if they're only taking bookings from like tour groups, they might be larger than we think. That's a good point. Well, excellent work, Fort Lauderdale Museum. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go and check them out. You should. Well, they've got a website. This is where I've got all the information from. You know, they seem very driven, very passionate. Passionate? That's not even a word. That is a splicing of passionate and innovative. That is my new favourite word. That's going up in the centre. Passionate. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a good word. Completely off the cuff. There you go. And it's also got eight out of eight five star ratings on TripAdvisor, which is how I judge everything these days. Actually didn't know people rated museums on there. Yeah, they do. They were very complimentary. So there you go. Let's put together a bid for the trustees. Trip to Florida. Now, look, there have also been lots of exhibitions over the years in UK museums, and we're not going to feature them here because, I mean, I think you've either got to include all of them or none at all. So I've chosen the easy option, just not going to feature any of them. Just not. We would be here for an awfully long time if we featured everyone. And I do agree, we don't want to leave people out. But that's the danger, isn't it? And also it's not very interesting to say, and then there was this exhibition and then there was this one. So there have been exhibitions. We're not being completely missed out by all the museums but there is something that I wanted to mention that is really unique not just to the UK because I've been done it in America as well and it's called the UK AIDS memorial quilt very very moving piece of history so it's a big well it's a quilt basically there are 48 <laughs> I don't know how to explain it textiles is really not my area of expertise oh is it like squares is it 48 squares Yes, there are 48 12 foot by 12 foot panels, each comprising of up to eight smaller panels. You've really got to see it to understand what I'm talking about. And each of the smaller panels commemorates someone who died of AIDS. And they've been made by their friends or partner or family or a combination of all of them. Some of the people who are remembered are famous, like Derek Jarman and the gay rights activist Mark Ashton. Others were ordinary people. And in total, the quilts represent 384 people from around the UK. And alongside the panels that have been stitched are testimonies and letters and photos. And they tell the story behind the panel. I guess they kind of bring it to life. And of course, lots of them are very personal to the person they are commemorating. That's so beautiful. I would really love to see it in person. I've only seen it in photos. I know they sort of tour it, don't they? Parts of it around the UK. It was at St Paul's last year, I think. I want to say St Paul's Cathedral. But I'd really, yeah, I really must go and see it because it must be so moving. I mean, it looks amazing even in the photos. I know. Just such a lovely idea, is it? Whoever thought of that was really a creative genius. No, it is a fantastic. Um, and it really does capture the early days of the pandemic, you know, the sort of the 80s and the early 90s. I mean, they kept it in storage for a long time. And now the UK AIDS Memorial Quilt Conservation Partnership has been formed. And it consists of George House Trust, Terence Higgins Trust, the food chain, Sahir House, Positively UK, Positively East. And they raise awareness of the quilt, its importance in our history, and they also restore and conserve it. So that, you know, generations to come can enjoy it. I mean, it's such a precious and important part of our HIV heritage and visually really impactful. Yes. And it would need conservation, wouldn't it? Because if you think about fabric over time, it disintegrates. I wonder what they actually do to ensure that it's kept 
kept intact, I suppose, and over time that it won't disintegrate. I don't know. I mean, it looks really good. So they're, they're clearly doing a really great job. The pictures I've seen, like you say, at St Paul's, it looked amazing. Yeah, it's absolutely fabulous. I'm, I'm going to check out actually and see if they're, they're touring it again this year because it's normally sort of around World AIDS Day, isn't it? Yes, and we should go and have a look. I bet it's very moving. Let's not go together because I don't want to be upset near you because that's awkward. <laughs> So let's go separately. Oh, yeah. I'll just <laughs> cry on my own as I wander around. You can weep by yeah. yourself. Yes. We'll meet up afterwards. Yeah. All puffy-eyed. Okay, well, let's look at something a bit more modern because there are plans afoot for an AIDS memorial in London. You've probably seen this because it has been covered in the news and they have a website. Very handy for me. So on the website, it says, five years ago, playwright and HIV campaigner Ash Kotak or Kotak, Kotak began the work to create a lasting memorial to those who've died of an HIV-related illness and to act as a reminder that the fight to end AIDS and the stigma of HIV and AIDS worldwide continues. The sculpture will be located just off Tottenham Court Road in Fitzrovia, close to the former Middlesex Hospital. The UK's first AIDS unit was opened by Princess Diana in April 1987 there. That's why they've picked that location. I didn't realise it was going to be a sculpture. I knew there was going to be a memorial, but you never know if it's going to be a tree like ours or what it might be. Okay, a sculpture. Not, do we know what it's of yet? Does it say or not? No, no, it didn't have any other information. And I was like, well, this is pretty unique. But then, well, no, it's not actually. Did you, There are other AIDS memorials around the UK. In the UK? I thought you were going to say around the world. No, in the UK. And this might be an easier sell to our board if we want a road trip, if I'm honest. Because some of them are really lovely. So I'm going to take you on a whistle-stop tour of the UK. Are you ready? Yes. We're going to start in Bournemouth. So they have some tiles on peer approach. They have been uniquely designed by local students and they cover an underpass. What a lovely idea. That's such a nice idea. I know. Project was created by Dorset AIDS Memorial Schools Educational Trust. That is quite a mouthful. Next one. Now we're at Brighton, just up the road, in the New Steen Gardens. They have a bronze sculpture by Romany Mark Bruce. It's four metres high. That's quite tall. That is, sorry, I thought four foot to start with and I thought that's not tall at all, but that's not the same thing, is it? Feet and metres? Although actually, I think, no, four metres is not that, I keep thinking it's towering into the sky. No, four metres is... Is it as tall as a house? No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, that's fine. It's not as small as me. It's not as tall as a house. Somewhere in between. Yes. We'll pace it out afterwards and you can see how tall it is. (laughs) Anyway, it has two intertwined figures. One is a male figure and one is a genderless figure and they kind of soar up towards the sky. But this is the bit I love. The sculpture forms a shadow in the shape of the red ribbon. How clever is that? That is genius. My brother lives in Brighton, right? And I am going to visit him soon. So I am going to make him take me there and just oh. go and see it. Because that sounds, what an idea. Oh, you know you what should. it is? What's it called? Passionative. Passionative, yep. That is one. passionative. Very clever. Right, we like that one. Edinburgh, they have tribute at the AIDS Memorial Park. Whole park, that's amazing. But then they say the AIDS and HIV Memorial is located at the entrance of the Gallery of Modern Art. The memorial in a beautiful spot close to a natural waterfall. And they've got quotations about the love and loss of those affected by the virus. Still sounds beautiful, doesn't it? That sounds amazing. I'm not going to lie. I feel like our tree just needs to get much bigger because I'm feeling like it's paling in comparison to all of these like 
stunningly shadows on tiles and waterfalls and like natural waterfalls. Who knew? Right, Manchester. They have the Beacon of Hope in Sackville Gardens. It's an engraved and pierced hearts on the column. So a column with hearts on, a gesture towards fragile lives and loves lost to HIV and AIDS and to the compassion needed throughout society to help. That sounds nice as well. I like that. It sounds lovely. Doesn't it? I'm going to try actually to go. I know we always put pictures alongside and obviously last week was the super bumper one where we put a thousand pictures alongside i exaggerate obviously but we put quite a few i'm going to try and find as many of these as i can so that people can hop onto our instagram and go and have a look at what they actually look like the next one is in oxford that's not far away that's very Um, close so south park on headington hill a memorial garden has a series of cherry trees planted by family and friends in the form of a red ribbon that's amazing. That's beautiful, isn't it? it? Was created by OxAIDS. They don't exist sadly anymore. That group, but with the blessing from Oxford City Council, created in the mid nineties, and obviously to commemorate people who've been affected by HIV and AIDS, they call it a lovely, quiet, and beautiful spot to grieve, meditate, and remember. Right, that's what we've got to look at. What can we make out of cherry trees? Oh gosh, you know, people are people are throwing down the gauntlet. They're doing the shadows. Ribbons out of cherry trees. I mean, we need to think about that, Sarah. Yeah, we need to wrap our game. <laughs> the final one is in Swindon. Again, that's not far away, is it? 1,200 trees and a memorial stone were planted at Stratton Wood near Swindon as a living memorial to the 1,200 haemophiliacs infected with HIV and affected by the virus. The Birchgrove Group was a patient support group started by Cardiff haemophilia patients who used to meet at the local Birchgrove pub and later inspired the memorial. How lovely. Yeah. So they've planted a whole a whole wood. A whole wood. Oh, this is just are you just trying to depress me? I love our tree. I actually think it's really amazing and beautiful as it stands as this symbol and it will grow and change and it's just I love that. But my God, a wood. A wood? Yeah, we'll never be able to do that. But it you no, know, it does bring us all very nicely onto our own memorial, which I think we've mentioned last episode that we planted a tree we're very proud of our tree actually so no I don't mean to bring you down by going uh, some people have planted them in the shape of ribbons and other groups planted a whole forest no 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 this is a good start for us and there's nothing in Berkshire this is this is good you know all good ideas start small don't they and it's better than not having anything at all and our tree I mean it's in a beautiful location isn't it by the river it's it's just lovely Yeah, it's really nice. It's right by the bridge. So you can see it if you're stood up on the bridge. You can sit by the river, watch that go by. It's just a really nice park and it's just a really nice location for it to be. But we're still waiting at the moment to have our little plaque cemented in. So hopefully that will be done soon. And then we'll have a July celebration picnic, which will be amazing. That will be good. That's going to be so lovely to get everybody together, isn't it? It will be such a nice day. Fingers crossed for no rain. But obviously we live in England, so... So we'll probably have, as most people joke, four seasons in a day, literally. Well, when we did the unveiling of the plaque, not the tree, we didn't cover the whole tree up. Maybe we should have done. Uh, The weather was kind to us, wasn't it? It rained. A tiny bit. You can't <laughs> tell from the, we had the, like a TV crew with us. They were filming it. It was lovely. He doesn't want to be followed around by a TV crew all day. It's great. Did you feel like Annika Rice? Yes. Running around, doing interviews and being chased. Well, they weren't chasing you, but, you know, following you about. 
Honestly, I did just feel like I just wanted to go around interviewing random members of the public. It just gives you that power. You should have started, right? You should have started and taken it as like a challenge to maybe I will get a job as an anchor on BBC South today. I'm just going to start taking my own initiative, going around, running the show. You should have done it. Yeah, I always think, oh, yes, yes. They just read off an auto key. Auto key. I mean, I can't speak just in real life, so I'd be rubbish at any kind of presenting. As we proved when we recorded our own piece for our website, where I just had to read off a piece of paper a little speech about our dream. <laughs> that no. took about 17 takes. That Sean, our chair, he did his speech off the cuff. His speech was off the cuff, to be fair. And actually, you guys can go and see both these speeches. This leads in nicely. On our website, we have a page that's called the HIV Living Memorial, where you can find out information about why we chose a cherry blossom tree, where it is, any events that are happening around it. But also there's a little button that says HIV Living Memorial video, and you can go and watch both Sarah and Sean's talks. Sean's off the cuff one. Sarah's very practiced. <laughs> and the news story that we featured in. So head over there and check it out. We'll stop talking about our tree now. Yeah, I don't think I ever will. I think I'll be like, it's been a month. It's been two months, three months. And you'll be like, let it go. But speaking of holidays and celebrations and things, actually, we are having a little break next week, aren't we? Is it next week? Yes. For the Queen's Jubilee. Is it the, yes. it is the Platinum Jubilee, isn't it? Platinum Jubilee, 70 years. So much like the rest of the country, we're having the, you know, there's the bank holiday thursday friday um, and obviously that's normally when our podcast goes out so we decided you know what queenie you have this one we're not gonna try and take any of your attention we won't have an episode next week but we'll be back the week after it's nice and we can fully enjoy bank the long bank holiday the extra day that we've been given off it's gonna be amazing i hope the weather's nice i hope the weather's nice are, you, are we be going to any street parties Oh, I don't know. I haven't thought that hard. To be honest, it's come around so quickly that I feel I'm on the back foot slightly. I haven't planned anything. There are so many events happening everywhere that you'll easily be able to find something for sure. Should do something, shouldn't I? I mean, yeah, you should. Well, we're doing something happening. Is she? She's in Windsor, isn't she? Which is literally just down the road for me. At BU, the LGBTQ plus group that we want. We were talking about this last month because one of the people coming wanted to know whether she should go to London or Windsor and when we looked up the Queen's going to be in London apparently Buckingham Palace that does make sense because they're having a big concert aren't they yes exactly exactly but you will be doing something don't forget that you will be coming to uh TVPS drop-in jubilee for our service users on the Tuesday before that's true and BU Exactly. Yeah. So we've got some Jubilee Bonanza events all that week, really. Excellent. Oh, well, we will be busy. We will indeed. So do you have any more memorials or museums to tell me about? No, I'm done. That was it. There's just, you know, it's a, I know it's a quick summary of the different memorials, museums and, and a quilt, but they all encapsulate and remember HIV history, just like our little tree. I actually think it's a really nice episode. It's really nice to know that, as you heard from my reaction. I had absolutely no idea there were any others in the UK. No, nor did I. <laughs> We're so well informed. So it's nice now because when I go to these places, I'll make that effort to go and see the memorial. And I hope other people listening will do the same. I hope so. So there you go. That's all you need to know. Amazing. Thank you so much. Enjoy a week's break. Thank you. You too. And I will see you right back here for the next episode in two weeks yeah <laughs> I was trying to work that out my brain then like um, 
long is that? Thank you for listening to HIV Hope and Charity. If you'd like to know more about the work that we do, visit tvps.org.uk. And please like, subscribe and rate the podcast if you enjoyed it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.